Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Yes, I am. Yes, I Welcome am. back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us at You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. At Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I'll tell you about my guy, Eric Cook, with Farmers Insurance and the Cook Insurance Agency. Uh, I've been working with Eric for over five years. So whether it's commercial, auto, home, or life, he is the absolute best. We talked today about my policy for my life, not my life insurance, but my home insurance and my auto insurance. And uh, he got me absolutely the best deal because I'm the guy, I'm a guy who shops this stuff around and he got me the best deal by far. Can't wait to work with him. He already does uh, other insurance for me as well. He is really the best at what he does. And uh, his, his staff over 70 years of experience, they know the right questions to ask to get you the right policy. Give him a call today. Trust me on this. 303-790-8089. 303-790-8089. Time now for the buzz. The buzz is presented by Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance. The Cook Insurance Group, focused on people, not policies. Call today at 303-790-8089. That's 303-790-8089. All right, let's go out to the hotline. We're going to bring in a friend, Todd Davis, Super Bowl champ with the Denver Broncos. How are you, Todd? Doing great. How are you? Okay, so what can a win like this over the Cowboys, a really good team, arguably, arguably the best team in football before Sunday's game, do for the confidence and the morale of the guys in the locker room who were riding? I understand they beat Washington, but the knock was on this team. They couldn't beat good teams. They beat a really good team. What can it do for the guys in the locker room? Yeah, they beat a really good team, and they beat them pretty badly. Um, I think it can be a huge confidence uh, booster for the guys in the locker room um, and give everybody a little bit of faith and hope back in um, you know, the team and the organization and the coaching staff and uh, remind them that the season is far from over and they have a lot um, that they can still accomplish. So I think this will be a, be a big booster. Um, you'll see some of the momentum carried on to the, this next game. Well, if you listen to a lot of the national guys following the game, this was their narrative. It's not that the Broncos won the game. It's that the Cowboys lost the game. Is that, Can there be a happy medium there, or do you look at it as the Broncos just won the game and that was it? I do think that um, the Cowboys didn't play to the level of their capability. Um, I felt like they may have slept on the Broncos um, and maybe they weren't their best on Sunday. But at the same time, you got to give the Broncos their credit. They came out, they played um, better than the Cowboys did, and every Sunday um, it's a hard-fought game. It doesn't matter what the team you're going up against record is. It's going to be a tough game, um, whether they're undefeated or they have no wins. So the Broncos came to play. You can't take it away from them. That was a win, um, and they, they had a pretty good win on Sunday. Why do teams kind of uh, get in a moment where they take an op- opponent lightly? I mean, you might have experienced that kind of on both sides of the equation uh, with the teams that you were on in your career, Todd. So, like, how and why does that happen for a team like it happened for the Cowboys? I think that um, every statistic or category that you could measure a team in 
Um, when you're just better than the team you're going up against, um, you know, your coach always tells you to play everybody hard, but you're going to take some people lightly. Um, I know that, you know, if you're undefeated and you're going up against uh, one of the Browns teams of the past or some teams that just weren't very good throughout the course of, I guess, my career, we took them lightly. Um, and a lot of those times, the first half was much closer than it needed to be. And we finally, you know, stepped it up the second half and finally got in the game. But when you're better at running the ball, throwing the ball better on defense, feel like you have better players um, all around the board, you kind of do uh, sometimes take people lightly. We're talking with Todd Davis, Super Bowl champ with the Denver Broncos. Can we dig into that a little bit further? What does taking them lightly look like? Does it begin with work in the weight room, work in the film room, joking too much on the plane, showing up not totally focused? What does that entail? Yeah, I think it can encompass all of that. Um, I think it could be if you're um, you know, squatting on Mondays after a long game and you normally squat – 315 this week you may squat 275 you know because you just know that it's going to be a good game and you guys are going to win or if you stay late after practice you may stay late um 20 minutes instead of 30 minutes that you normally stay um i think it's just a little little things throughout the course of the week that can add up to big things on sunday i don't think anybody just doesn't study or doesn't uh, feel like they're preparing you just don't prepare to the level that you would going up against um, you know, the best team in the division of the best team um, in your conference. So is it possible that the Broncos kind of now have to be on guard for that happening with them against Philadelphia? Or do you think that what they've been through over the course of this season will keep them from feeling too high going into this game? Yeah, I think that um, the road that they've had to travel will definitely keep them humble and ready to go. Um, when you lose four in a row um, and you beat some, you lose some games that you necessarily shouldn't have lost, um, you definitely are on your toes when they're talking about coaching changes or staff changes or um, who's going to be here next year or you're trading away, um, you know, one of the best players to ever uh, put on a jersey. I think all the players are on their toes um, trying to play their best football. So I don't think they'll have a problem. Um, going into this week versus the Eagles. I feel like they'll prepare like they have been preparing, uh, maybe even better. Because when you have the confidence and you know that um, your preparation is starting to pay off or you see that you're um, getting things to click, you actually sometimes you work a little bit harder than you normally do. So I'm excited to see the Broncos come out and uh, really show out this week. I have one question in three parts. What are you seeing that you love about Jonathan Cooper, Kenny Young, and Baron Browning? Well, I guess uh, I saw Jonathan Cooper. I feel like he came out and had a, a big game, and I feel like there was a lot of times where uh, the left tackle simply couldn't block him, um, whether he got home or not. Um, he was really um, messing up Dak's timing, um, the team's timing, and really creating havoc. So I think for him to come in and play that way as a rookie, um, trying to take over for, like I said, um, arguably one of the best players to ever put on a Bronco jersey. He came out and had a big day. There's a lot of weight on your shoulders um, that people don't realize when you're coming to step in for somebody who's done well um, and is a staple um, in Denver. Um, I think Young has come in and played well. I think as the weeks progress, he continues to get better. Um, I thought him shoot a gap and make a play in the backfield. That's something that he hadn't done the two weeks before, and that's just from being comfortable in the system, comfortable with the plays, 
uh, tell him like he knows his responsibility because when you know um, what to do, you can do it a lot faster. Um, and I forget who the last person is. That Baron you, uh, Browning, mentioned. the and uh, the other rookie. Yeah, he's definitely coming coming along. I feel like um, teams tried to attack him the first couple weeks that he was starting um, in the passing game, um, but I feel like he's even getting better in that aspect. I saw him make a couple of pass breakups in the last game. Um, I feel like he's definitely learning how to be an inside backer. I know he played on the edge in college, but he looks good on the inside. So I think he'll keep keep progressing, um, and it'll be interesting to see what they do now that they have these guys that are coming in and playing really, starting to play really well. Um, but they continue to progress. It'll be interesting to see with them having, you know, three or four um, pretty good inside linebackers. You know, they, they run a lot of zone. Of course, a lot of that is kind of collaboration. So, how impressive is it that with all of these new and relatively inexperienced parts that uh, they really looked like a very cohesive defensive unit on Sunday, shutting out the Cowboys for 55 minutes? Yeah, that's very impressive. Um, it takes time to learn the defense and feel comfortable to um, execute at a high level, especially in Big Fangio's defense. Um, you have to be smart to be able to play for – uh, Coach Fangio, he definitely has a lot of uh, tricks and different things that he likes to implement every week. Um, so, you know, it shows a lot about these guys coming in to be able to learn it so fast and um, execute it well. We are talking with Todd Davis. His segment brought to you by the Davis Fund. Of course, he won a Super Bowl with the Broncos. Vic Fangio, I don't know if he was a little over the top today, but said Javante Williams reminded him of Edgerin James and Terrell Davis. That's pretty uh, pr- pretty heady praise for uh, a guy who's a rookie, and then you're talking about two Hall of Famers. But when you played and you watched the way Javante Williams breaks tackles, who does he remind you of? A guy that's impossible to bring down? Yeah, I really feel like um, the first person that comes to mind is like Marshawn Lynch. Um, I remember the way Marshawn Lynch would run. Um, he was really hard to take down, wouldn't go down after one uh, tackler tried to take him. Um, so, you know, it was definitely a game tackle every time we had to tackle Marshawn. Um, and I know that's high praise for him as well because Marshawn um, is potentially a Hall of Famer, a great uh, running back in this league. But, I mean, you could look at the job he's done, you know, as a rookie uh, with just the limited time that he's played. I mean, he's splitting carries and still making big plays every single time he gets the hand in, uh, his hands on the ball. So um, I think if he could split carries and still have 111 yards like he did last week, It'd be a scary sight to see you um, get the full load. Few guys on coming out of Sunday's game talked about being disrespected by the Cowboys, pointing to those back-to-back fourth downs that the Cowboys went for on their first two possessions. Have you? Was there ever an instance where you felt like you guys, as a team, were disrespected in that way? And how did y'all respond if that was the case? Yeah, I think that they did feel disrespected um, from talking to the guys on the team. Um, that's a huge statement for uh, you to stop a team in the red zone and they come back and then um, they try to go forward on fourth down again. Um, that means that they really feel like um, they don't care about the points. They'll be down there in the red zone um, you know, as much as they want or whatever they like. So they'll get the points whenever they feel like it. Um, they felt like they could be uh, the dominant big dog, big brother, whatever you want to call it. Um, that can run the ball down the Broncos' throat, wouldn't be able to stop them. So uh, I think that is definitely um, a little bit of disrespect on their part. 
Um, I think the first time was okay. The second time, you may come down to kick the field goal, get the points. So I know that the guys took that personally, and I think stopping them both times is what gave the team um, as much energy as they had. Are you familiar with the basketball term getting posterized? Absolutely. Okay. As a guy who is a great tackler in this league, leading the Broncos in tackles numerous times, when you're going up against a guy like a Marshawn Lynch or a Javante Williams, I know you have confidence in yourself to tackle, but do you ever think, I just don't want this guy to posterize me? <laughs> um, I can't say that I've ever had that thought, but I definitely um, understood, understand that thought process. Um, you know, it doesn't matter if you miss the tackle as much as it matters if you get run over and miss the tackle. Um, you definitely don't want that happening because, you know, you'll hear about it from the fans. Your best friends will call you. It'll be all over Sports Center, and nobody wants to make Sports Center unless you're the one creating the highlights. Okay, what's worse? Missing a tackle, getting blown up by the running back, or like Javante Williams did, hanging on to the running back as he drags you and your hands are around his hips for 10 yards. Yeah, that last one is pretty bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's taking bad. you for a ride. Yeah, for sure, because then it just looks like, um, you know, you're a helpless child. You know when you play with your little cousins and there's uh -huh. nothing that they can do to stop you and they're just getting drugged on the floor and crying. It's, it feels like somebody's going to go run and ask their mom for a Band-Aid after you get drugged like that. Tell us about the Davis Fund and what you guys are doing, and then I want to get into what you're doing for Toys for Tots. Yeah, so the Davis Fund um, is my real estate company that I started with my wife, uh, Zena. We actually closed on a property today. Congratulations. Thank you that we're going to be rehabbing in uh, Highlands Ranch. So um, keeping it close to home, you know, really want to help impact the um, community here in Colorado. Um, and, you know, we're doing it one house at a time, so uh, we're getting it done. So you closed on a property in Highlands Ranch today. Then you're going to, for lack of a better phrase, gut rehab it. And then what are you going to do to help somebody with that? Oh, so this specific house um, is just going to um, be resold after we flip it. Uh, but we do have uh, two apartment buildings that we should be going under contract with um, the, in the next week. We should be going under contract, and those will be uh, used as placement for a single uh, mother families or families in transition, those will be used um, to help the community uh, more so than this uh, single family home that we have in Highlands Ranch. So, so you are a you know you you and your wife you you do a uh, for lack of a better phrase a residential business, which is what you closed on today. But then the uh, the apartments that you talked about, I, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you this: if you're buying these places, Todd. Okay, and then allowing other people to live there who aren't as fortunate, how do you not run out of money? Well, we work with the city and we work with um, the government um, to help with funding and assistance so they can have uh, the homes that they need where it's not money coming out of their pockets, but um, the government or the city is going to help take care of, um, you know, the home that they have. Um, it's not definitely not making um, a lot of money off of it or anything like that, but there is assistance from uh, the state and local government to make sure that they are uh, taken care of. And what are you doing with Toys for Tots this upcoming holiday season? 
So this holiday season, uh, I'm partnering with Toys for Tots. Well, my foundation, uh, Todd David Info Plus Living, is partnering with Toys for Tots here in Colorado. Um, they're going to be putting together a a night for families to come out and us to have a good time, like interacting, hanging out, and everybody will be able to leave with toys um, and food and groceries and things they may need for the holiday season. So everybody's um, had a good holiday. Um, you know, I really wanted to work for Toys for Tots. My mother is um, the director of, you know, the center of California, um, you know, distributing toys to different um, kids and families and making sure everybody has a great holiday. I mean, it's important um, to make sure that people are taken care of um, during this time. Um, it's, it's, it's important to take care of people throughout the entire year, but usually this is a time where um, it's easy for people to look around and realize what they don't have. So this is why it's such a big uh, importance to help people out at this time right now. By the way, I have a great live auction item for you if you eventually decide to do a fundraising event. One of them can be you can auction off Javante Williams and the person has to be under 50 pounds. They could be 250. Probably wouldn't matter, Javante. And Javante will drag them along the gymnasium floor for 50 yards. I bet you'd make money off of that. And for Javante, that probably wouldn't be a problem. No, it'd probably be light work for him. It'd be like a ride. You get to go. You get to go for a ride on Javante Williams. But you have to pay more depending on your weight, and you can gauge it that way. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It, it would be easy for him, but I don't know about that because I'm not trying to pull any hamstrings, tweak any ankles. <laughs> I do not want the Broncos calling me about that. <laughs> Listen, that's what you have a cryotherapy machine for to reduce the swelling. How do people uh, find the Davis Fund? Uh, the best way to talk to us is uh, emailing us at davisinvesting at yahoo.com or checking us out at thetoddavis.com. You'll see um, the event for Toys for Tots when it's ready to post, and we'll post it there first. Um, and you can check us out and talk to us and communicate with us through the website as well. Todd, thanks for your time as always. I look forward to seeing you and Zena at the gym soon. Perfect. Thank you. See you, man. All right, coming up after the break, is it fair to say the AFC West is wide open, Mace? Everyone is within a half game of each other, so I'd say yes. Okay, so let's handicap it after the break. How good are the Broncos' chances of winning the West? Ooh. That's next. Nice. Mm-hmm.